Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at everything that's going to be coming to Disney Plus in February, based generally on the US list, most of it's going to be coming everywhere as well. We'll also be talking about dates being moved, we're going to be talking about the Muppets, we'll also be sharing our thoughts on the Pixar um, Pixar popcorn shorts that were dropped yesterday, and of course we'll be doing full-on review of the latest episode of WandaVision, which we'll be doing at the end when we go into the spoilers, but we'll give you a heads up if you haven't already watched it. So uh, before we jump into any of that quick bit of housekeeping, if you haven't already done so, make sure you do go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com, either follow us on social media to keep up with the latest um, news that we've got, bookmark the website, whichever way you do it, there's also a mailing list as well you can sign up to there. All right. Also, a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. It really makes a massive difference in making sure that this podcast can come to you each and every week, along with um, extra access to early episodes. Um, there's a couple of extra reviews going up that you can watch now, which other people can't see. Currently, we're having a vote going on on what some of the movies to watch uh, next month. Um, Treasure Planet seems to be very popular at the minute, so I think that one will be one of the movies we will be reviewing soon. Um, also, so just to jump in and say a big thank you first off to Sarah, who is our executive producer level at the Platinum Range. A huge thank you for her support. Really means a massive amount. Also, thank you to Andrew, uh, Jacob, Andrew, Chris, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, uh, what's on Netflix, on Patreon, and then on YouTube. Big thank you to, remember, Red Raven 96 We've also got Amet. Dawn, Bad Dog Gamer, Martin, Adam, Jeremy, Joshua. Thank you for all of your support. Really does make a huge difference. So let's jump into it. So we got the information about what was coming to Disney Plus in February. Lots of um, lots of nice stuff in there. Um, bit of an odd one this week. They definitely normally the kind of they announce everything around about the fifteenth, a little bit later this week or this month. I think primarily due to one division arriving on the 15th they didn't want to take anything away from the publicity of that and then we started seeing some of the things announced including like the the new marvel show and that all the seasons of the muppets are coming through so let's jump into we're gonna we're just gonna kind of go through the list talk about things as we go along as we get to them right so this is all on friday february the 5th we're going to be getting disney my music story yoshi key um, it's a Japanese Disney Plus original that they brought over. Um, have you ever heard of this guy, James? No, this is uh, this is a new one for me, and and as a result, probably going to make it more interesting too. Um, yeah, I, I see that the trailer is up on the website, uh, but I have not watched that. So, kind of curious um, what uh, Yoshiki has worked on, uh, and if we might be familiar with any of their work. Yeah, I'm, I'm, what I like about this is the idea that they're going to that they're starting to raid some of the international division of Disney because there's lots of Disney Plus originals in other countries. Hopefully, they will eventually be, you know, dubbed or subtitles and put everywhere else. Because why not? Why not use them? Um, I love the idea of them bringing some of the Japanese stuff over. There's another one a bit later on I'll get into, but I'm going to check it out. Like I said, I've got zero knowledge of who this guy is, um, but it's always nice having something different, and that's good. Um, we're also getting in the US again Upside Down Magic which was a Disney Channel movie from last year other countries have already had it um, so that one I'm sure will be very popular um, where, uh, Wicked Tuna Out of Banks Season 7 will be arriving um, also just going to put this out there we've got one division episodes dropping each Friday right through of, sort of February so that's always a good thing going forward um, which I definitely think is 
the main thing. I mean, that is easily without doubt the main thing that's going to be happening right through uh, February. So the, that that's that week. Now, a couple of good things, a couple of, you know, it depends on what you want to watch. Yeah, I mean, Upside Down Magic, it, it came out on the Disney Channel, right? Mm. So it's it's already out there. Didn't make a whole lot of buzz, but might be something worth watch uh, that week. Mm. And as I already said, uh, Yoshiki sounds like a very interesting documentary. Plus, WandaVision's not that very long. Not mm. very long. Uh, at 30 minutes per episode. So mm. there's plenty of time to check out some of these things that come up. I think as well with, with that is I do think it's a kind of, you've got a Disney Channel movie and then you've got a National Geographic show. So it's, it's a nice balance. Moving on from there, we've got Friday, the February the 12th. We've got Life Below Zero, The Next Generation, which I still kind of think Star Trek for that one. <laughs> then we've got Marvel Battle World Mystery of the Thanos Stones, which was a short series that went up on YouTube about a Funko board game that's kind of to go alongside that. So um, there's some new packs being released. So maybe they decided to get... It's, I'll be honest, there's a little bit of feels like Disney have been raiding the YouTube channel and downloading their videos and going, oh, we could use that. <laughs> and there's like a few YouTube shows that have kind of popped up in this one. So why not use them? I wish they'd think of this a little bit more often and kind of instead of debuting shows on YouTube, like Jedi Temple, or that Jedi Challenge show, actually use them. So that's uh, cool. Yeah. Jedi of the Lost Hidden Temple, yes. Yeah, all these kind of things. And like the uh, the storyboards, you know, that was two Disney Plus originals they threw onto YouTube for no reason at all. But that's nevertheless, that's a whole other discussion. I've got a new documentary series called Marvel's Behind the Mask, um, which is, I think, is more about like the, the concept of uh, identities underneath the mask, of uh, secret identities and who they are underneath, rather than the, you know, like, Black Panther, they're looking at Takala, looking at Peter Parker. Um, I don't know too much more. Generally, this is the kind of thing that we seem to happen. It seems to happen quite a bit with these Marvel shows where they don't really give us a lot other than a, a few words and you kind of put them together and well, that could just describe nearly every Marvel documentary series. So, yeah, yeah it's a bit vague. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and they end up being all over the place. This one does look like it's uh, emphasizing the secret identity half, which, like, way back in the day, we're talking. You know, back when DC and Marvel Marvel were really just beginning, that was what differentiated them from uh, DC. DC was very much, uh, you want to read Batman, you don't want to read Bruce Wayne, you want to read Superman, you don't want to read Clark Kent. Um, and one of the philosophies of a lot of uh, Stan Lee's early work was, we have to care about Peter Parker as well as Spider-Man. We have to care about Reed Richards as well as Mr. Fantastic and so on. Um, obviously, there's much less... Uh, difference between DC and Marvel in that regard these mm. days, but way back when that that was a big deal. It's funny as well because the thing about this, like in terms of like masks and secret identity, it's become less. I, I was watching. I watched Civil War again this week, and it's that kind of feeling of like in the MCU, we're kind of at a point really where there's only really Peter Parker that's kind of and maybe Hulk and not even Hulk. Peter Parker is the only one really with a secret identity. Everybody else is quite, they're all quite open. Maybe Ant-Man kind of, um, but most of them are quite open with who they are with their faces and stuff. Yeah. And, I, and, and Peter Parker's uh, kind of got blown up there at the, uh, at the end of Far From Home as well. Yeah. I've always, let's be, they are so, so easy to fix. There's oh, so many they, ways they can fix it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even just within universe, they can just go, um, yeah, that dude was just totally trying to screw with us and sending yeah. it, send us on a, a wild goose chase. We looked into Peter Parker and, and there's literally nothing, but obviously 
they're not going to go that route. They're going to do, they're going to do something because it's a major drama point that they wanted to. Otherwise they wouldn't have bothered at all. Mm. Well, all it sets up for me is is multiverses where they can have so many different Spider-Mans flying in. Uh, It's all going to get crazy. It's all going to get crazy. Um, Okay. So moving on from there, we've also got um, a new batch of inside Pixar shorts. This um, this time there's about portraits. I'm looking at five different people, some really weird ones. We've got, um, Patty is the director of facility operations. We've got Rochelle, who is a production assistant. Barney is a uh, music editor. Then we've got uh, Cynthia, who is the director of international production. And then this one really threw me off was Mary Lou as a pastry chef. Um, I was like, okay, so we're at the point where we're going to interview the, the pastry chef that works at this Pixar. So, well, in all honesty, she keeps the whole lot going. If they weren't there, the whole building would collapse. You didn't have, if you weren't feeding your, your talent. But uh, <laughs> not, not just not just feeding the talent. You have to give them food that's like interesting and tasty and, yeah. and so forth. And I imagine that their cakes, because you just know that it, it's, it's not gonna. They're not just gonna have cream donuts and you know uh, chocolate eclairs and stuff. There's gonna be some serious stuff going on there. I know it's it's gonna be what you buy at the parks, uh, amped up by like twenty because it's yeah. gonna be it, it's professionally made. I have to admit the one that I'm interested in actually is. Um, uh, Body, Bonnie, yeah, Patty Bonfilio, the director of facility operations, because the campus that they have for Pixar, which we've seen in a couple documentaries, but never a documentary about the campus, uh, shows it looks like a really fascinating place, like an interesting design and all sorts of weird stuff going on. Yeah, because also as well, it was built. It was built when like Apple owned it, so it's a little bit more um, sort of, I would say, like Silicon Valley idea of like not being your essential normal kind of office space and lots of big open areas and stuff. So it should be fun to see what it looks like there. Um, moving on from there on a Friday, the night, so Friday, the 19th, we're going to be getting the book of life in the U S now that movie did come uh, to the UK and Australia this week. It was supposed to come to Canada, but was delayed. So maybe they held it back. Um, the U S is also getting cheaper by the dozens one and two, having them kind of jumping on and off the service like a yo-yo. I can't believe how many times I've had to say to you. I mean, I think that feels like the third time I've had to say it's coming. It does seem like I, it might actually be the third or fourth time. It, it, yeah. I don't know what rights things are going on with this, but it definitely keeps coming and going off the, off the uh, service. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, it's, it does feel like with these movies is like, okay, we've, we've got, you've got the pay two window and you've got this window, but there's, oh, there's a month or two in between. Oh, we'll throw it back on. And I don't know if, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for them to do. I mean, in one way, it makes sense, you know, if the if the file is already up on the on the server and they can just flip switch for two months, but it is rather confusing for people to keep seeing like the Wolverine and these movies. Hopefully, this might be the last time they're added. Right, <laughs> right, and it, it's odd for it to happen on Disney. Like, it makes mm. sense a little bit on Netflix because they're yeah. they. Other than their originals, they don't produce it. They just buy the rights to it for a temporary amount of time, and then the companies get them back. But Disney owns most of the, almost, let's say, ninety-five percent of the stuff on Disney yeah. Plus. Why would it go away? They're writing some really weird, or they were writing some really weird contracts back in the day for for movies to be going on and off and on and off and on and off again. Yeah, I think most of them seems to be the the twentieth century studio movies are the ones that are really. I think locked into those those account those old deals. They seem to be much more. There is a few Disney ones on there, but there's there's nothing there's nothing what I would call major 
but it, it's the 20th century ones are the main ones. Moving on from there, this is the big one. All five seasons of The Muppet Shows. Oh, the Muppet Show is coming on February the 19th. Uh, that'll be coming pretty much everywhere. This is the first time seasons four and five have been like commercially available. It's also the first time the show has been available on any streaming platform. Um, this is the one from the 1970s through to the 80s. Pretty much um, one of the most popular ones. I mean, this one deserved its own press release and its own video. This one is definitely a key thing that they wanted to push. It's probably been one of the most requested shows. Open the floodgates for more Muppets, but this one's a really, this one's a big one. A lot of people are looking forward to it. A lot of people are excited for it. I am wondering how many people have got nostalgia goggles and when they watch it, they might not be as what they remember yeah. it, but also have there been any edits? Have there been any changes to kind of fit with like music contracts and stuff? I guess we'll find out the hard way. Um, nostalgia goggles will be interesting because I watched this as a kid and even then it was reruns. Um, and I barely remember it, but I, I do remember some of the skits here and there. And I remember some of the, the returning skits like pigs in space and, and so on. And I hope that they live up to my memories of them. Cause I, I have very fond memories of them, but uh, the Muppets do tend to age. Well, uh, they do work pop culture. And again, this being a variety show, you'll have actors on there that you probably don't recognize mixed in with actors that you do recognize, but much younger, but in general, the humor was not topical. It, it was yeah. slapstick. It was uh, meant to be Thanks. able to be watched now. Uh, yeah. And I think it'll hold up well, but mm -hmm. we'll find out in February for sure. Because there's been a real, there's been a real issue, I think, with Disney Plus with the amount of library content, especially like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and some of the 90s stuff as well. And I think a lot of it is due to the fact of having to get them up to quality for today, not just in terms of you know visually they've got to be done. They've also got to have the audio. They probably also as well going to have all the subtitled. Um, dubbing all the rest of it so there's a lot of work that goes into it which costs money and i don't think necessarily we a lot of people think that i think they just think they grab the vhs off or a, or a master tape and just upload it to the, there's, a, there's a there's a lot more restoring the storage work and i don't think a lot of us maybe realize what they actually have to do yeah anyone who has taken their old their old home videos from the 80s and 90s on vhs you know the family christmas or, or whatever and and up converted them to to modern files will understand because uh, those are 320 by 2 240 and yeah. we're on minimum 1080p at this point mm. a lot of people in 4k and to, to upscale from 320 to 1080 or 4k is an extremely intensive amount of work, even using uh, modern AI processors and everything. Um, I mean, especially as well, it depends on how the shows and stuff are filmed. Cause I know like mo movies generally have, have generally always been on the on film and are a much higher quality. TV was you know, sometimes, you know, shows some, you know, there's some shows that were only filmed at 1080p or even less um, even recently because they were, didn't have the technology at the time. And you've got to, there's a lot of work that's going on that we don't necessarily see. And, and I can't help but feel like making them internationally available to everybody and, you know, sign language, you know, there's sign language, but they've got to put all of that extra accessible stuff in there that they didn't maybe have originally. So there are some other shows which are on other platforms and you think, well, why don't you just do it? There's also, I can't help but feel like the drip feed effect. It does feel as like they may be going to stretch out some of these older shows and give us like one or two a month to spread it out you know we had dinosaurs this month coming next week and then 
the mapuche. So they are doing it, but they're just doing it a lot slower than we wanted. But they also have to factor in that these shows have a lot more content than new shows do. Mm. Obviously, something like uh, WandaVision or The Mandalorian, you're getting one episode a week. Mm. Um, that keeps you in for six to eight weeks or nine weeks. And if they just drop the entirety of Dinosaurs or Muppet mm. Show all at once, you're, you're getting quite a bit of content in that go. And if you, if they drop three or four shows, nostalgia shows that you wanted to watch, uh, you'll watch through one and then maybe forget about the other three because new stuff's coming out that you want to watch and they just kind of get pushed into the backlog. I'm definitely interested to go back and see what happens with, with the Muppets and kind of remind myself what that one was about. Um, it's, it's one of the, the, I always find with the Muppets is that they all kind of blend, they've all blended into each other over the years. Because whenever you know they, most of the time, I think you'd end up seeing them on chat shows and stuff here, and you, you just that is what if you know. I, I mean, I can barely remember some of the Muppets Now stuff and the Muppets Show and all, all these different ones they've done over the years. Most of them have kind of blended in together. That's certainly true, um, especially since most of them don't last very long. Mm. Um, like the the Muppet Show before Muppet Now, the one that was on um, regular television, mm. only lasted you know not even 20 episodes. So a lot of that's just going to disappear. I think people will react pretty well to Muppet show uh, because it is kind of like the iconic version of the show. And if you've been to, to um, Hollywood studios or one of the other parks that has the Muppet experience, that format comes from this. The, the theater is designed after the Muppet show design. Uh, the characters are laid out in the same way. And it, it so if you've seen that show at the yeah. parks, this will feel familiar too, even if you've never yeah. seen the, these actual episodes. I love that attraction. I always go on it. I always make sure we go on it, um, even though I've seen it so many times. And also, I remember last time we were at Disney World, uh, they had the the Muppets actually performing in Liberty Square on on the windows, um, and they were all, you know. And I remember just standing there on the street, just watching the when they you know they were doing it all. And my wife's going, "Was this the Muppets?" And I go, "Yeah, but we're seeing them in person." <laughs> I, I've never seen them in person before. It was just like, like. <laughs> I, I saw both of their because uh, they they did what like five performances a day yeah. uh, in Liberty Square, and they had two different ones that they did. Like there was the signing of the Declaration yeah. and and telling King George to to go away, or sorry, Queen Georgina. Yeah, uh, and they were both great. I loved loved them, and I loved that little song like great moments in history great mm. moments in history but only the american parts is yeah it was so muppets it was perfectly muppets <laughs> i must say I, I did i i did like that bit because it was it was kind of like yeah yeah it's because it's like i'm thinking it's so bad of like how much of my american history has come from movies and tv shows and you know i'll be honest i'm gonna be one of those people i really didn't even know where the declaration of independence was until treasure um till national treasure <laughs> And when I was in Washington, D.C., oh, we've got to go in there because that's... And I went to the room and go, oh, yeah, this is where, we, where they did this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not even... Oh, yeah, that's the Declaration of Independence signed it, you know, way back in the day. No, this is the this is the room that Nicolas Cage was in. Yeah, I mean, priorities. Priorities, it's all good. Um, I, I mean, movie, let's yeah. be fair. American tourists, and I'm guilty of this myself, will go to the, you know, the... Um, the tower or something like that yeah. and see the, the, the royal jewels and the, the crown and the scepter. And be like, oh... 
that that crown looks like the one from the Tudors. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And it's it's the same. And I mean, you go around New York and you go on the bus trips and stuff like that's what that film is, and that's what that and that's you know all part of it. Um, moving on from there again, the last thing for February the nineteenth, we've got Flora and Ulysses, which is a brand new movie with a superhero squirrel, not squirrel girl, but this is a superhero. Um, squirrel that's got special powers and helps a 10 year old girl i'm really interested this movie's caught my attention i'm looking forward to seeing that one that was definitely one of the highlights of february because we'll we'll talk about that in a bit more moving on from there the last one friday the 26th we got car sos season eight i really like the fact that that shows on there because it's so so much different than everything else that's on disney but it it hasn't quite got the grand tour vibes but it it, it's it's nice to have something a bit on there for somebody else i i know nothing about cars in general they they get me from point a to point b but these kind of shows i i don't know this one specifically Mm. but these kind of shows and and grand tour and and um what was the one from before grand tour yeah yeah top gear sorry yeah uh they they actually work really well for people like me who don't know yeah. cars. You know, they they make it accessible. Yeah. Uh, or or um, car talk radio from well, I guess they're still on, but back yeah. in the day when we actually listened to radio. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a thing for me. We also got Disney Channel Games from two thousand and eight. That's so, <laughs> so weird. Drop. <laughs> but, oh, they found that tape on uh, on the file system, and we're getting the Disney Illumination Fireworks Show from Disneyland Paris. I think again they raided Disney uh, the YouTube channel. We got Disney's Pair of Kings, seasons one to three. Uh, which again, that's a popular series that people have been after. Disney Roll It Back, which is a YouTube spin-off show from uh, the the most recent series. Oh, I can't believe it. Um, just roll it. Just, just roll, roll it. with it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so it's, it's literally a... Because a, I look at them and it's, it's, okay, that's another YouTube show that they've just dropped on there. Okay. Then we're getting seasons one and two of Disney's American Dragon, Jake Long, which a lot of people have been excited for. The interesting thing with that one last two years ago now well disney were at the point where the, the, the people at the twitter handle were like replying to everyone going oh yeah yeah it's coming oh it's on the list it's on the list to come in and everyone was like yeah yeah when and then, like you know 18 months later you know we finally got it so that was when they kind of realized that, yes people we've got to stop replying to things because every time we reply to something we all pick it everyone's picking up on what's coming and what isn't yeah uh and i've never seen this one so yeah. Uh, it's got there's a lot of positive buzz, so I'm looking forward to trying it out. We're also getting Mickey Go Local season one. This is a YouTube show that was available in Southeast Asia, featuring Mickey Mouse and the gang um, in Asian uh, locations and stuff. Again, hitting the Asian uh, content, but also hitting YouTube again. And a, another one, the Disney Shanghai Grand Opening Gala. I remember watching that live when that came when that was on when they opened up the castle and you know they had all the fireworks going and he had bob um Iger there opening up and i remember going look at the size of that castle i want to go there and went there uh, like just over 18 months ago and it is an, ama- an amazing part if you haven't seen it um it really it really shows off the size and the scope of that castle it is just massive i mean you could i think you could probably put i mean disneyland cat disneyland's castle is diddy I mean, it's you, you go to you go to Disneyland. You go to Disneyland, and you're like, because I know when we go to California at some point when we're allowed back in, um, when you know, because we're planning on going, and you know, I'm sure when my wife sees the Disneyland Castle, she's going to be so disappointed because <laughs> it's, it's like you know, I haven't I haven't seen it like the one in Paris, which is beautiful, and then you have got the one in Shanghai, which is massive, and the one in Disney World is bigger. She's going to see this one. <laughs> 
because the thing is the Hong Kong one was being redone at the time, so it's a lot bigger than it, the the old one was. So yeah, I'm sure she's going to see the Disneyland going. Really? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I I grew up going to Disney World every once in yeah. a while. Uh, yeah. You know, the, and so I got used to that castle. And the first time I went to Disneyland, it was, it was definitely like a. So so where's the real castle? You know. And, well, you've seen the one in Paris as well, because it's such I a have I, castle. I, castle. To be honest, the the castle in Paris is probably one of the highlights of that park, uh, yeah. especially when you you go inside and you go into the dungeon yeah. area, which was fantastic. Yeah. It and I could the one in Paris is is so much bigger than even the one in Florida, um, and it's I think <laughs> I still think it's a it's a nicer castle. I I just appreciate that they went into it and it's like, well, we're in France where there are actual castles, so we, we've got to do something special. With this <laughs> yeah, one. So, uh, so that's yeah. But so I, I will say, you do have the, the you do have the Disneyland Paris Illuminations. Now, Illuminations is an amazing fireworks mm. show. It's one of the best ones I've seen because it's got all um, water that goes up and they put projections on that. Much, it was much. I think it was a much better show than. Uh, the Florida one myself and some of it's obviously it flicks between English and, and French when they're doing it. But yeah, I always was... think whenever, whenever you do it, yeah, but I'm kind of, again, I'm, I'm probably more used to it. Um, having seen it a few times and then seen the ones in Japan and in, in Hong Kong, so, you know, more used to seeing that kind of thing. So I've only seen that one once um, cause I've only been to Disneyland Paris once and it was like a combination of the fireworks show from Disney World behind the castle. So the one that mm. they do most nights uh, with Fantasmic. So yeah. like you said, the water going up and the projection and there's a story fire. to it yeah. and a fire and all sorts of stuff. I have to agree. It's one of the best ones that I've seen. Another highlight of Disneyland mm. Paris. Um, and I'll just tack on to this. I know nothing about any of the Asian parks. Uh, mm. Just what we saw in the Imagineering yeah. story way back at the beginning yeah. of Disney Plus, uh, maybe another documentary here or there. Um, I still am hoping to see the Japanese parks. Uh, you know, that might not even happen in 2021 at this point, yeah. but that, that's the next on the list. And I'm looking forward to seeing that, but the Shanghai uh, gala looks fantastic. And I'm mm. looking forward to seeing it. Cause I know nothing about this park. Absolutely yeah. nothing. No, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things. If, um, I, I'm, I like the fact that they're putting this stuff on there. It's like, they've got content, put it out there, use it. You know, you might as well use the stuff that's on YouTube. It's high quality pr- production values. Put it on there, and yeah, put the fireworks shows on there. Do what you use the stuff. You know, it, ma- it makes total sense. I know it's a little bit of filler, but why not? I mean, it, it does. Um, we're also getting um, Octavago. I can't even pronounce that. Octavago, River of Dreams, which is a National Ge- Geographic show. Okavango. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm guessing here. Uh, we <laughs> put, the, put the letters together. We we apologize to uh, <laughs> to the language that this is from. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah, that's that one's dropping in there. We're also getting Myth: A Frozen Tale, which was a VR Oculus Rift show that was or movie that was released last year, and they've converted it to 2D. So we're going to be able to get to see it. Um, again, just more stuff like this is cool. Um, why not? Why not? It, it, it would be nice if they if they held the option for it to be in three D. Um, if you you know you have a, I don't even know. I, I don't go, think the yeah. I don't think the Atwood is, is even probably no, no not at this point. I'm sure it, but that's that's why it's kind of more of a a wish. It, it's too bad that it was only on the Oculus. Like if they had released it for PlayStation or VR, Vive or yeah. PlayStation VR, 
Uh, I realize the, the VR base isn't that big yet. Uh, it is growing, especially in recent years with uh, the Oculus getting the, the one that's entirely portable. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be attached to a, a PC. But it, it's still a growing space, and I, it, it would be nice to see Disney kind of take advantage of that moving forward. They're definitely on some, some experiments because uh, I think it was uh, Cycles was a VR experience that they then converted into a short for the short circuit last year. So this kind of fits into that. I think as well, like with this VR stuff, they've, they've kind of got a, I keep, I mean, I keep, every time I keep looking at the, the PSVR uh, ones, the price of them just seems ridiculous because I want to play the Iron Man and the Darth Vader uh, ones that are out on, on the PSVR unit. Uh, and every time I go to pick up the unit, it's like, it's, it's, you know, I can't see, I've steamed up and it's just like, oh, I really, it <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's just not a, it's just not a, I've got one and I've used it a few times, and I, I, but I don't use it very often because it's just so, it's just so cumbersome. I just don't get why the wands aren't available on their own anymore. You have, if you didn't buy a, a combo pack that had the wands with them, which I did fortunately, but yeah. I know most people didn't. It is impossible to buy them on their own. They are literally not offered by anybody. You have to go on eBay and and, yeah, and get them off scale, which, I mean, I get that they're probably not all that popular or, or there's probably not a lot of justification to buy it but or to sell it, but they could at least put it on like the Sony website and just mm. do direct-to-consumer sales. It's weird with them as well because they were actually essentially made for the PS3. You know, right, yeah. Here. Yeah, they just um, so upscaled yeah. the old ones. Yeah, so moving on from there, there was one last thing which was odd because they didn't include it on the official uh, list that was on the website, but on the email list, they did have it. And they stated that on the 26th, we're going to be getting five episodes of Secrets of Sofa Springs. Now, this one is a brand new show that started this past week on the Disney Channel. Originally, it was going to be coming to Disney Plus, but it got shifted over to the Disney Channel. They picked up instead. So we're going to get five episodes. So this is a change of strategy. This is, the, this is, I saw this one come up and I'm like, hmm, okay. Because this is what they've been doing over here in the UK and in Australia and New Zealand where we don't have the Disney channels. What they tend to have been doing is they'll drop a number of episodes at the same time. They've not been doing it for everything. They've been doing it for like Tots. They've been doing it for Puppy Dog Pals and a few other shows here and there. They just randomly drop a few episodes of new shows. There's not been any coherent, like, and then yesterday in Australia, they got one new episode of Top. So they're, they're, they're playing around with this release schedules. And I'm really hoping that this could start being the start of the, the trend. You know, why wait, you know, for six, eight, nine months for a, to bring a Disney Channel show to Disney Plus when drop five episodes? I mean, I'd like day and day or the next day, like they do with Hulu, but the idea that they're starting to do this is a good sign. This is, this is the first kind of sign we've seen of this. And I think it's hopefully something we'll start seeing more of. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that this is a, like a test run of how this will work, why they moved secrets of sulfur Springs to Disney channel rather than being on Disney plus, like it was originally going to be is let's see what happens when we put it on Disney channel and then release it on Disney plus within a reasonable time frame of airing. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm hoping that the results will be positive uh, for Disney Plus and for Disney Channel. I mean, it's still going to exist for for quite some time. So hopefully they get viewers. 
but I think it'll also work well as kind of a, a back and forth thing. So uh, I don't know what the buzz around the show is mm-hmm. at this point, but let's say nobody or not too many people watch the first mm-hmm. couple episodes and then it drops on to Disney plus and, and people watch yeah. them and like, Oh, this is actually really good. And yeah. then they start watching uh, episode six or alternatively someone goes, Oh, have you checked out this show? It's really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I missed the first several episodes. I'll just, Oh no, no, the first five are already available. You can just check them out now. And the thing is, as well, there's a lot of people. I, I mean, I had an e- I've had emails and messages this week asking where it was because they're going, well, it's been advertised. It's like they can't distinguish between Disney Channel and Disney Plus because it's Disney. And, you know, they expect it. You know, the, the demands of people are, are moving on from the fact that, you know, going, well, it's on TV. Well, I, we haven't got TV. I haven't got cable. And there's like, you know, you can see from the numbers watching the Disney Channel shows and, and the numbers are just dropping. And it's like, what are they on Disney Plus? You know, I mean, I think we're going to see a much more shift this year. Um, it's not kicked in just yet. It's a little bit slower than I was expecting. But February, there is a little, there's something happening. There's one little glimmer of something's happening in, in February that's, that looks like they're trying something. And this might also be something that the, the people who work on the ground level of mm-hmm. Disney+, Plus, the people who interact and, and follow what consumers want, um, probably already know how this is going to go. And they're, mm. they really just need the numbers yeah. to give to uh, the upper level people, the people who, who look at, at uh, yeah. charts and graphs and, and stuff. And, can, and they can go, Hey, look, it's doing really well on Disney plus right now. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you know, here's the correlation between the two. Mm. That's what they need. So when that one drops, I mean, definitely, definitely check it out, but it's just, it's just, Good. It was just good that we start getting stuff like this dropping. So that there was the list. So what kind of what stood out for you from them? Uh, There's quite a bit, actually. Uh, And actually, we mentioned most of them as we were going along. But yeah, uh, you know, Flora and Ulysses. We talked about that last week, so we don't really need to go into that one. Muppet Show. um, Obviously, more WandaVision Mm -hmm. myth. uh, Secret of Sulphur Springs. Both of the... uh, the Disney World, Disneyland yeah. fluff pieces. Uh, Want to check out American uh, American Dragon, Jake Long, uh, Mickey Go Local because I know nothing about that, and it, yeah. it'll be interesting to see Mickey and Minnie and them from the Asian perspective. Yeah. That should be fun. Yeah. And then I'm going to butcher the name, Okavango River yeah. of Dreams because. I mean, the picture is of a of a uh, well, lioness. Honest, yeah, well, I couldn't find the trailer. That was why. <laughs> I don't care. It was a, it, it's a cool picture. It's a, yeah. a lion jumping around in the river and just like, yeah, I want to know more about that. It's really weird because like some of the UK stuff and the and the uh, Canada and the Australian list are coming out and they're looking a bit bare. And it's like, I don't care about like these little these YouTube shows. I want to know what's on what's coming on that star that thing on the twenty third. That's the one that you know and everyone's you know there's so many people on our timeline at the minute going when's the list coming and there's, like, well, yeah, but there's nothing to start where's the start it's like yeah there's you know there's a lot of stuff coming and they've not really started the whole they did a little quick trailer a couple of weeks ago and they've got been zipped since again i still think it's because of wandavision i still think the pure publicity camp is on that and they still wanted that to kind of be the main point they didn't want to push of star just yet i am wondering now with we're on the 23rd so we're a month away from star launching whether or not that will start kicking in or more importantly if they're just going to wait until february and start doing a blitz then 
And they do have to be careful because we understand that they wanted to keep the news cycle focused on the, the key stories, Mandalorian, yeah. WandaVision, so on. But, you know, we've talked about how stacked this year is. If they want to stay out of, the, out of the way of the big releases, they'll have like a week to mm. talk about things that aren't Winter Soldier and Loki mm. and so on. Uh, and not even really, because you're, you're going to want that week in between WandaVision and, and Winter Soldier to hype up Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, it's, you know, when we start again, I think like, uh, like say like the Mighty Ducks, if the Mighty Ducks start in March, which I think it might be likely because that's what the, one of the creators had said, was you're going to start having more, more than one, you know, High School Musical, the musical of the season two is going to be coming at some point weekly because, you know, they're doing all the little shorts on Instagram, hyping it up. I would drop that thing as quickly as I can now with um, Olivia being so super hot. I mean, she, her single is the biggest song in the world right now. So with Driving Who's License, um, uh, she's the, she plays Nimi, Nimi uh, the, main, the main girl from, that sings in High School Musical. Musical. She, her yeah. song is the, it's the first song to hit like 100 million streams this week it's number one in like nine countries it is blown all over tiktok it is massive right now um so i really do think of like disney would be very very smart to try and speed up this release to make the most of this publicity around her right now olivia you can can see how much i pay attention to music right now i have no (laughs) idea you gotta get into your tiktoks (laughs) no i'm i'm good without the tiktoks thank you you sit there and you go, they go why have I wasted 10 minutes of just flicking and people doing the same dance? It's nevertheless. Um, but if you get a hit, a TikTok sensation, that song will just be massive. Um, and so she's she's had um, incredible success. And I think that's going to help High School Musical, the series, too, because so many more people are going to be aware of her and they're going to be following her now. And, you know, she's now obviously, you know, number one in the hundred, you know, in the billboard charts. You know, we're talking... Yeah, this is a big boost for her and this will be a big boost for that show. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with the second season because of it. I, I, I know we won't get these numbers, but I'd actually be curious if we see a boost in season one numbers. Uh, people yeah. who weren't aware of it the first time or didn't have a, a Disney Plus subscription because they only signed up for like Mandalorian season two and they and it hasn't been hyped on as a back catalog item now. Yeah. So I wonder if, if her being on the billboards and having this huge hit will make people go back and check out this season they didn't they might not even know existed i mean her song all i want from the show was a massive success i mean it was a huge i mean i i really enjoy that song and i listen to it low i mean it comes up all the time on my uh, rotation but you know that was a big success and that's just kind of continued to build on a first and a debut single from her own album but that's going to be a big impact um, let's just say, I think her, her, when it comes to, if it comes to season three, she's got some, some, good, some good chance of, of, it's like, I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if Disney couldn't afford her. <laughs> it's nice. one of those things that Disney Channel shows, you know, they get to a certain point where they kind of, I mean, I know like Sabrina Carpenter, I think she's released a new single as well. You know, there's all these kind of things of um, Disney Channel make so many of the actresses and stuff that we're and artists that we're aware of now. That is definitely true. Uh, and even with my limited knowledge of, of pop music, I could probably name a handful of, mm. of people who, who came out of the Disney system, for better or yeah. worse. Yeah, so many of them. So um, that's, that's definitely going to be a highlight coming forward. Um, going on from there, uh, movie date changes. Obviously, right <laughs> now, um, 
the expectation of going into 2021 where everything everything's going to be awesome everything's going behind yeah it doesn't kind of work like that you know we are still you know we're in a we're in a national lockdown here in the uk we're going to be in it probably for months you know cinemas are probably unlikely to be opening here till the summer um it's happening right across Europe. It's this problem. I mean, America and you know Canada's having big problems. The new strain is just making everything much worse. And this week, uh, we have seen you know we've seen massive festivals like Glastonbury has been delayed. This has been pushed back another year. You know, there's been talk about the Olympics again being cancelled, even though they're kind of denying it. But it's happening. Um, and then from there, movies are just dropping like flies. All the early ones. James Bond has been moved back. The, the Spider-Man spin-off Morpheus, that one's been uh, thrown back. And then Disney have kind of shoved back four of their titles. They've pushed the Kingsman has been pushed back till August. So that's like it. Apparently, I had a look. That was just now its sixth release date. This hmm. it its sixth release date for the Kingsman. But Nomadland, or the Searchlight movie, they are actually they're putting that one out at cinemas and on Hulu. So they might be experimenting with this one. Yeah, um, well, it's also a, a much lower budget yeah. film than Kingsman because this is the one with um, oh, what's her name from Fargo, uh, Kelly McDonald, right? Uh, I don't know. It's got. Um, I think it's got Gemma Ankinson and it's got uh, Rife Fines and um, right. But yeah. it's, it's the a, one it's with. A, it's like a prequel. Oh no, no, sorry, I wasn't talking about Kingsman. I was talking about. Um, uh, Nomadland. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so, di- very different cast. Yeah, because uh, Nomadland yeah. is is literally following this young or uh, older woman yeah. uh, across America as she plays the nomad, basically. And I'm pretty sure that was Kelly McDonald. Yeah, to be honest, the trailer I saw, she's just walking across a desert, so I don't know. I don't know what it's about, uh, but it's just interesting to see where they're going with it. I'm guessing that one will have to be taken off when it's supposed to go to HBO. I'm guessing that's how it was working. Um, unless they brought out the contractor on something, but then Ron gone. Yeah, Ron. Oh, sorry, gone, it's uh, yeah. Francis McDormand. Sorry. Okay. So Ron's gone wrong is moved from April twenty third to October twenty second. That was an, uh, a twentieth century studios animated film, and that one's been pushed back. That one was for me. It was just like that's a perfect Disney Plus show, or Disney Plus movie. Like what? But they obviously they wanted they. They don't want it at cinemas. They know it's not going to work. They can't help but feel like maybe they're holding some of these 20th century studio movies going, right, we need a few to try out. We'll send out them. <laughs> We're going to keep them back as our like trial trial movies rather than send the guy our own. Um, also, Bob's Burgers has been completely removed from the release schedule. Um, apparently, the, the, the crew and the director and all the rest of it are working on it have said that they, they want this going to cinemas. They, they are willing to wait. Because ultimately, theirs is the opposite way around. They've been on TV for years, and the whole point of the movie is to be at cinemas. And if it just goes out on Disney Plus, it kind of becomes a just a, an extended episode. I think they want that. Simps- I remember like with The Simpsons, you know, when that goes onto the big screen, they they've 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 probably put so much effort in to make it grander. That's what they want. Yeah, the problem is it's not entirely their decision though either, as we've yeah. seen mostly with the HBO Max. Um, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that. Do that, right? Um, yeah, we're not going to go into that, but uh, Bob's Burgers might be a little bit safe from that because they they can continue to pull in revenue from the show itself. 
continue to build hype with the show itself. So they can probably hold on to it for a while and not, not feel Mm. too bad or, or worried about, well, by the time this comes out, it'll no longer be relevant. It'll no longer make the money back kind of thing. I can't help but feel as well with all these 20th century studio movies. Like, if they just keep pushing the back, they've kind of got around this HBO deal. <laughs> just like, no, you've got two years left in your contract up till 2022. Okay, we'll just keep everything back till 2022. Then we don't have to worry about it. It's how it's when they go, they are kind of sliding into this of, of, of not giving HBO any movies by just keep delaying it. So, we get, I mean, all those movies are going to be on Disney Plus internationally. That's, the, that's why now we are, because they are you know available for us to watch um so it's going to be interesting all that works they've also moved um some of the searchlight pictures movies but there was i think the searchlight ones are a little bit more easier for them to release because generally the budgets on them is much lower you know we're talking a few million rather than 100 million so they can be a little they are going to be the test they're they're the canaries to try out well well that's why i say you know be like nomad's land nomad land it it's much less risky and if it doesn't make the money back it doesn't hurt as much and and you can still use that excuse you can go well we we tried and the the health situation wasn't as good as we were hoping it would be and uh we won't hold it against the movie or or the other way around depending on how cynical they're they're planning on being the thing is now is now we've got a bit of an issue now with obviously what's going to be going because we got uh, Raya the Last Dragon is coming on March the 5th, but it's also coming to Disney Plus. So, Premier Access. So, they've got that one already leveled for Disney Plus as a ex- extra, extra fee. The next big release for them is Black Widow on May 7th. There's been a lot of rumblings this past week of that maybe being shifted back, uh, about it shifting to Disney Plus, doing Premier Access, just being delayed. I actually am at a point where I don't think they can delay it with Black Widow because of the, the whole Marvel universe is carrying on regardless. You know, we've got WandaVision, Falcon, Loki, you know, that set stuff up. You know, she's in Hawk, you know, I think Yvonne is in Hawkeye as well. This, this movie has to come out at some point. And I, I am expecting a dual release for this movie. I think they, I think they're going to, I think as much as they, they'll send it to both to get around it, but I just can't see how they can keep, they can't keep pushing Black Widow back because of it, it's going to affect... And it's not like they've not got any other movies. They've got Shang-Chi coming on July the 9th, and then they've got Eternals later this year. They might just... I don't know. It. How do you feel about Black Widow? Do you see it moving again? Under normal circumstances, I would say they would continue to hold it back. I mean, it's such a big movie, such an amount of money put into it, such an amount of hype going into it, that they obviously want to do their best to get that money back if it at least break even if not hit the you know the one billion dollar mark that it probably would have hit under normal circumstances but i can't see that doing that for years that's and that's yeah that's what i was about to get to it even if we had a full coverage vaccine herd immunity situation going on it's going to be a long time before movies in theaters make anywhere near the money they used to and that includes the marvel movies uh so They've got to be looking at it and going, all right, we can only push it back so far. Premier access. I know a lot of people are like, no, just put it on Disney Plus, make it free. But that's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. I, I, it would be a big move. It would be a big move to push it to Disney Plus. Um, they might be, you know, I mean, they, by then they can look at them. I don't think the announcement's going to, they've got a little bit more wriggle room. That movie's not coming out to me. They could leave it 
you know, they could maybe might need to start making the decision in March when they start pl- rev- revving up their plans. But, you know, April, think the end of April, it's out here in the UK. We're not going to, we ain't, you know, it's no good here because, uh, I mean, all essential pro- hospitality is probably likely to be shut down until at least May. And then it's just not going to work. As much as people want it to be out, I can't see it. Um, they're going to have to do something. They can't, and also they can't, it's not like they can keep delaying, delaying, delaying because they, you know, they are filming the four love and thunder movie. They are filming Dr. Strange, right? They, you know, they are filming stuff. They have got these movies in the bank. They've already shifted stuff back. They get to a point where they can only keep shifting. They're going to have to release stuff. It'll be a massive boost for Disney plus if it came as a normal movie, because soul was the biggest movie over, over for that week of Christmas. One of the biggest movies of the year. I, just, I can't see them doing the full Disney. I think it'll be um, dual, dual release with Disney Plus Premier Access. So they're going to try it. They want to see if that system works. That is the one to try it on. And to be honest, they just want any amount of money back from it. It was not a cheap movie to make. No, and it's, it's kind of a weird situation because I can see why they might delay it, but it's already been pushed back a year. And I'm wondering how it affects the TV shows. And that's what they're going to be watching as well. Um, and I think as far as Disney Plus, it's just it coming as a Disney Plus movie, with us having all the other Marvel content around it, it doesn't quite feel as special. I mean, it would be a big move, but it's not like we've, if that had come, I think had they dropped like Black Widow on us in December or November, it would have had a much bigger impact. By the time we get to uh, there, you know, we're maybe a week or two away from Loki and we've already done Falcon and we've already done WandaVision. Yeah, but this still goes back to something I said last week, which, you know, the the size of uh, the show, or in this case, the movie, there is still a psychological component to that. You know, WandaVision at 30 minutes, despite the fact that it has huge production values and is an uh, increasingly important part of the story, as we'll talk about later, uh, it still feels like it's not as big a show as Falcon is the Winter Soldier. And similarly, a, a full movie yeah. release, even though movies are actually probably inferior to long form television that, you know, mini series kind of events. Black Widow feels like a bigger event than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, and the budget reflects that the special effects reflect that. Well, uh, it's, all of it's that. funny because apparently one division was 150 million budget, right? So that's six hours of TV, 150 million. And I'm thinking, man, those last few episodes are going to have to be spending some money because it is spending it on the periphery. Um, I, <laughs> We'll talk about it later, but I am expecting at least the last few episodes to be completely trippy. Yeah. So I um so I I, I don't know the things are moving. Um, movies after that, I wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, Free Guy gets shifted back again. The Ryan Reynolds movie with the video game. Um, I think with the HBO, st- I think with, I think the 20th century ones, they can just they can just keep flipping them back. They've already made a joke about it. Cruella. I still think that one's likely to be shifted to Disney Plus. I think that one is a Disney Plus. That one's got Disney Plus written right on it, that one. And Luca, which is the Pixar movie. I think that one's got a nice big... Um, I think they could they could try Premier Access for the rest of the year, but they're not willing to bet until they know what's going on. Well, we'll have to see how Raya does. Honestly, yeah. that's going to be the test. That's going to yeah. decide for Disney the rest perhaps of the year for the yeah per, perhaps for the entire year how they approach premier access if it bombs in the premier access portion then we probably won't see premier access on anything except like the top of the top 
like yeah. Black Widow kind of stuff. If it does acceptably, wherein you know maybe they make their money back or come close to making their money back, we'll probably see more of them. It, yeah, it comes, and it depends. I mean, they had such good stuff with Soul. I mean, Soul was a big hit for them. They, you know, they're gonna they're gonna work try and work out what's the best system. Well, they're the gonna question, have to the, the the real question though isn't how many people are watching Soul. It's how many people signed up for Disney Plus uh, in like the week before that. Uh, how many people watched Soul who had the subscription because they were watching Mandalorian season two, which ended the week before that? Uh, versus how many people did Soul bring in? It's very interesting because Soul was not near the is you know it was the biggest movie of the of Christmas week. You know, it beat out everything else. It beat out all the TV shows. It was a big hit. And that's what Disney Plus needs. So we'll have to wait and see. Let's jump into some reviews. So we had Pixar popcorn drop this week. What did you think of them? Um, some of them were good. Some of them are, what the heck is this? Why was this made? Uh, the most interesting part of them was seeing how the different teams uh, did the Pixar intro, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some that I really, really liked. Um, I'll just list those ones off. I really yeah. like the soul one. Yeah. Um, both of the Incredibles ones and the second of the, uh, what is it? Ducky and yeah. uh, what's Ducky the other one called? Fluffy or Fluffy? Yeah, no, like Bunny. That. I think it's Ducky yeah, and Bunny. Yeah, yeah Ducky and uh, Bunny. Key and Peel. either way. The second one was really good. The first one didn't work for me. And then the Finding Dory one was okay. The yeah. rest of them were just like the Cars ones, the Toy Story one, like the... Why am I watching this? I'm glad they had the option where you could watch them all in one go. Yes. That was was an improvement. I remember we said this about short circuit, that that was exactly, and they were a minute a piece. I was, I kind of found one and it ended and went, that it? Oh no, we haven't got five minutes of of credits. (laughs) We didn't. I noticed that too. It was like, they did not tack on the credits for every single one. Probably because there wasn't any. Well, that too. They, there was no voice. Uh, (laughs) The Finding Dory one, they obviously raided the the audio vaults and picked up all of her like secondary sound mixes. Yeah. You know the the grunts and the the <laughs> oohs ah ooh ah. Um, if you ever have get a chance to watch a documentary on how they do the voice acting for these kind of things, it's fascinating how the actors are like, yeah, uh, for the main characters, there's literally just a day of you standing in front of a microphone and grunting and making random noises. I know Tim Allen in particular was like, I hate this. I, I, this is the worst thing. Yeah. I know. And he's known for making noises, especially on that old show, but uh, he is very open about the fact that he hates that particular day. Uh, and I think they raided the vault and they, they pulled a lot of Ellen noises out. They didn't raid it very much for his, for the Buzz Lightyear show. Well, that I was going to, that was awful. Well, that, that's why that I was, was specifying the, they did for the Finding Dory because they didn't for any of the others. <laughs> the, the trouble I had with the thing is, I, the first one started out was that Toy Story one with Buzz Lightyear. And I'm like, okay. And it ended. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I know, I know they were going to be short. I'm like, that was so boring. It was like it was over and done before, and like they didn't, and like, they didn't utter a word. They didn't say a word. And then I, I don't know if it like it set expectations for the rest of the shorts. And I kind of enjoyed them more as we were going along, as if kind of my expectations had been like completely dashed because I, I think it was like I was disappointed with that one. And then from there, I thought the, the Finding Dory one that was fun. That was nice and good. It was uh, a longer t- one too. 
yeah, the the Incredibles one. I did like the one with them trying to nick the cookie because right. it made sense not to be talking. It kind of incorporated it into. It made sense that they were doing it. They were being quiet. They were trying to nick the cookie, and I I kind of like that. I did like that they were doing it like that one. Um, the cars one where they were dancing was okay. I kind of. I thought visually, I mean, they all looked very much identical to what the movies. That was what I did like about them. There was no downgrading vi- in visuals. It's just there was a downgrade in audio. That was the problem. Uh, I very, I mean, I did a review, so I kind of think I gave it was like a three or a three point. It was very much like, it's good and there's some average. It's, it's not dreadful. I'm sure kids are going to love it. But I don't necessarily think this, this, this really kind of hit for me of like, hmm, Pixar is really tricky with this whole thing of trying, tr- forcing them to make stuff for Disney Plus. They struggle. It feels like they're struggling finding their ground of they. They can do. Sh- they, it's like I know it was popcorn bites, and there was the idea of getting around it, and it's a way of extending the characters. But it didn't. It seemed on such a different level than what we've seen with Spark Shorts, or. I mean, I have even put the Spark Shorts above some. You know, like Lamp Life was was a it was a. a a, a, not a very good short. I, they kind of, they don't know. It feels like I don't know if they're being forced to do stuff and they haven't really got the idea of what they're doing. So I don't, I, I suspect they're not being forced to do it. I, I don't yeah. think there's like Disney's being like, you need to produce Disney plus content. Um, I think this is more of like, let's give the up and comers, you know, the, the next generation mm-hmm. of Pixar artists and writers and, and so on uh, an opportunity to play with the toys, but not have to put like, you need to do an hour and a half feature length mm. film. No, you, you, you have a minute. Um, there's no voice actors. We're not giving you the voice actors. What can you do with these characters? And some of them did really well. And some of them didn't, didn't do quite as well. Um, but it, it's like you were, you were kind of hinting at there is that it really depended on how they used the format. The, mm. the, the second incredible short uh, cookie num num, uh, used the format there was a reason they weren't talking soul did a well we're just going to do a slice of we're going to do a slice of life just walk through new york it's not a story but it's a quick glimpse into the characters of the show kind of just doing their thing yeah haircut guy doing the haircut you've got um the little girl who plays the the trombone i think living life that was the way i kind of it's a it's slice of life just without um yeah just without any dialogue which for me, it was a nice little kind of zen calming uh, minute and a half. So I, that's why I really like the soul one. See, I thought it's like the, the, the ducky and uh, bunny ones. I like them, because, but it was almost like, was this just some audio clips that they didn't use for the movie? It's like, uh, given that it was Key and Peele, I'm yeah. betting they have so much cut audio for those guys from yeah. uh, recording Toy Story 4, because they, they're both comedians and, and they riff off each other all the yeah. time. So they, they must have just been sitting in the recording booth just yammering away at each other. Because <laughs> when, when one of them started talking about, oh, okay, we've actually got some some audio here. And there's like, okay, that was like... And I actually don't think that's a bad idea. Like, use the, use the content you've got. Yeah. I don't know if this... Do you feel like this was a lockdown project? It kind of... It, it might have been a lockdown project. It, 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 was, it was definitely a, like, just create something, something. <laughs> we, we need yeah. to give somebody a project and i think it yeah. was not interns but like the entry level yeah. beginners um give them a project let them play with the big boy tools you know because you know they were using the, the real assets that were created for toy story 4 and incredibles 2 and so on uh 
And all right, here's the archives. Um, see what you can do with them. Because mm-hmm. like the Finding Dory one, even though it doesn't have dialogue, simply adding in the noises yeah. of Dory, you know, cooing over the things yeah. that she's finding made a big difference over uh, the Toy Story and the Cars stuff. Mm. Yeah, it, it, all, it, all it really needed was just kind of if she just come onto the screen going, just keep being, and that would have been, probably helped just a little bit more. Um, but obviously, then they probably had to have paid Ellen. But um, <laughs> well, they, they did have to credit her. I mean, yeah. even though all she did was make noises, uh, you know, if you, you follow the credits on that one, Ellen DeGeneres is Dory. And then even in one of the Incredibles, they had to, to credit uh, several of those characters, even though the only noises they made were little grunts and, and yeah. uh, you know, like, shh, don't, yeah. don't wake mom kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. It was definitely, I'm glad it was there. Um, I think this is some, I do think this could be something they could have legs with. I think they could keep doing this, just dropping them in batches. Um, and it's got, it could be a good way of extending the characters and also kind of setting expectations. You know, if they said, they said now, you know, another 10, we're going to be dropping in March or in May. I think you'd be like, okay, well, that's cool. I'll check them out. You maybe wouldn't necessarily be excited for them, but you, I'm sure kids are going to watch this on repeat because I think they're going to love certain ones. Um, and, and I'm glad again that they have the the play all button yeah. this time around. So you don't have to sit there. All right. The one minute short. Oh, hit the repeat button. Yeah. And and then come back a minute later, hit the repeat button and so on. I, yeah. I, I, it, it was that kind of thing. It was, it was, it was, it's a solid, uh, there were some things I liked, some things I didn't. It was just, I, I can't really give it a full, it, it's like, it wasn't that normal Pixar quality, like, but it was there. Yeah. Like if I could make my own playlist out of them, I probably wouldn't. I'd, I'd have a couple of them and be like, hey, I can go back to them because it, it's a minute of your time. Even the bad ones, it's like you, you lost a minute. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're doing fine. You watch the entire thing, you lose 11 minutes, uh, yeah. closer to 15 really. Um, it's not exactly a huge investment no. in, in time and energy. No. Now let's move on to one division. So we're going to, uh, obviously we will be talking spoilers. So if you haven't seen the episode, um, come back when you have. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird, like again, the spoilers is a little bit of an odd one. There's only really we're kind of maybe the ending at the end when the yeah. The well, let's say the but let's save the ending for a little bit further. Yeah. Um, so, what did you think of the episode as a whole? Well, we're we're going back into the the zany uh, pregnancy gags, which yeah. Oh man, those age so well on sitcoms. They did well with it though, um, and and I did appreciate that in this case. The, the nature of the pregnancy got to, to highlight the fact that you know, weird stuff's going on, which was one of the big complaints about the first yeah. two was there was, there was not enough of that, uh, that well, I'd say subtle, but it's not subtle at mm-hmm. all. Um, weird things are happening. Things are not right yeah. here. But this entire episode was really like, there's something wrong here, guys. <laughs> I, th- I don't know if it's because of, of, again, my age of like growing up watching a lot more of the stuff from the 70s and the 80s. This kind of like the, the, the way that was kind of set up as a sitcom felt much more natural to me and much more at home because I think I just watched more episodes of things like Happy Days and Mork and Mindy and things like that from that era. Whereas it, it did feel like it, but at the same time, there was enough stuff going on with the Marvel star side that it was like, okay, this isn't right. You know, the, the pregnancy happening way too fast and kind of, okay. Thing. And it was moving along at such a pace. It felt like there was an actual, there was some pace to this episode, which was good, which I enjoyed. And I did think that worked well. 
Um, I, I definitely enjoyed this episode much more than, um, than last week's. And I can see why, if you had seen all three episodes early, like a lot of the critics done, why you, you might have rated the show much higher than we did last week. Because I do think, had I seen this last last episode at the same time as I straight after those two, I think I would have definitely been like, wow, this show's, this show's really going somewhere. Whereas I don't know if we got that feeling, us two, last well, week. This episode ends in a much better hook than the second episode did. And that, mm. mind you, the second episode hook wasn't that bad either. Yeah. You know, the guy yeah. coming out of the manhole cover and yeah. then, you know, the whole, like, bewitched mm. reverse tw- time thing was a good hook but this the the hook on this was so much better and i am definitely more like all right give me episode four i want to see where you're going with this and also as well as i can't help but feel like episode four might be the last of the sitcom well it, so the episode four should be the 80s right um yeah. i think we might get the 90s honestly because 90s 90s was kind of like the second golden age of sitcom, but it yeah. was a very different type of sitcom. Yeah, the Seinfeld style. And Seinfeld the, and Friends. It kind of like it's picked because, I mean, well, if they did the 2020s um, or, 20, or the teens, there wouldn't be anything because there's hardly been any. But I definitely, I really enjoyed that episode. It was, I, I got a kick out of it because I feel like it was moving the story along. Being in color as well kind of helped. And I mean, it definitely felt like, you know, there's a lot of like, the gags were less forced because they knew something was going on and the pregnancy gags they were so you know the whole thing it's coming really fast and vision kind of and this is where i keep getting me with vision he's aware something's wrong he he's becoming aware that something wrong there there are clues that keep triggering him which says to me this is where it keeps throwing me off because it's like he must he's not a he, you know, essentially, you know, he must be real or something because he, it, it's not, well, it's not wonder control. It's not wonder controlling him. It's, it's weird because I kind of feel like, you know, when he's out there talking to the, um, to the, to the neighbors and stuff, and they're warning him, it's like, well, what they would be, why? And then he comes in and wonder keeps re- and reversed him. That was like she, I don't know. That just felt funny. So, so two things on that. It, it does seem like. I, I do consider him real because yeah. we've seen that Wanda can create real things, yeah. uh, at least within this bubble. Let's mm-hmm. call it that for now, the, this bubble. The question for me is how much is Wanda an active participant in this? Cause mm-hmm. even though this reality seems to be under her control to a degree, there's also the hint that she herself is also in distress uh, more than a hint. Honestly, it, it's, yeah pretty strongly stated she is in distress but she's also got a measure of control yeah how much of it you know mixes around in there because yeah she did the 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 time reverse last time yeah. uh they did it again in this episode although it's more jarring as well oh yeah it was just it was a straight cut it was like he's standing here and now she's standing over there because it, 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 it was that feeling like oh did my did my internet glitch no 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 that and then it was like, no no that they did that on purpose mm-hmm. um to really kind of show a mu- it wasn't a a a, re- a rewind it was a much more pushing back because he he's triggered on what I and I think it was that thing of like you know when she mentioned Pedro and yeah, you true. know she got upset and then you know uh, Foxy was just like Ultron killed him which came out of nowhere. Because, and then suddenly it was like, that was the first reference we'd had really of the outside world was up till that scene. And, you know, then she can't remember it. And then, you know, Wanda's obviously upset. She's 
protecting herself or doing something. And I mean, and next time we see her, she's been thrown out of this bubble outside and we've got armies and, and helicopters flying. And suddenly you've gone like, oh, we're in like Truman Show territory, the bubble kind of, the dome TV show, you know, the kind of weird thing of like, oh, so now what's going on? That, that little 10, 15 seconds totally changed the episode for me. That, that's, and yeah. that's what I was talking about with the hook, the, yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah, the, this changes things. I mean, we, we had hints about it. Uh, we kind of knew there was an inside and an outside. Um, we knew, at least in this episode, that, that, um, that she was more, uh, sorry, Foxy was more aware of this. Or Monica, her, her real name's Monica. That's yeah. uh, Monica Rimbaud. Uh, and we, we kind of got the hint that she knew, knew more that was going on. And of course, she was the only person yeah. who was nice to Wanda in the previous yeah. episode. And there was definitely that like, um, I'm in this clear team. attempt to become a friend, uh, mm-hmm. to ingratiate herself to Wanda. And, and then, of course... Well, she actually knew quite a bit more about what was going on than we initially thought. And, and it certainly seems like the other people, or at least the main people in the village, also know. Well, actually, for, a little for bit. me, in some ways, the, the bubble actually then showing the outside, because up till then, you didn't, there was that feeling of like, is she just in a, a comatose state and she's being, and we're inside her mind? Because that was, that was a, you know, the voices coming in as someone trying to speak to her. Or vo- the f- once they throw her out the bubble, then suddenly, then like, okay, now we're in. There's something happening, and you know, you can see the shield going around a force field around it, and you know, the helicopter had it crashed into it, and she's like played with the. It's it was that kind of thing of going, okay, this is the, for me. It changed it from then. It, we knew it's we know it's a, a real place. You know, maybe the, yeah. and like the, the, maybe that blood, the, you know, the doctor that's in, you know, maybe he's trapped in the, in there and he's like, I, we can't escape. Maybe he's real. Maybe he's a real person. He's trapped. It, the, the impression that I'm getting, which might turn out to be wrong, is that she kind of landed in an area, a real world area and just warped it. The, a handful of blocks or however big it yeah. is. And the people who were inside it at the time, we're probably warped right along with it because the doctor certainly doesn't seem to know what's going on. Uh, he, he just seems like a normal uh, 70s, 80s character in a sitcom mm-hmm. that you would you would expect in you know the Partridge family or, or uh, the Brady Bunch or something like that. Whereas uh, their direct neighbor um, or direct neighbors seem to know a lot more and are are possibly plants, whether or not they came in from the outside or, you know, they were already there, but somehow protected kind of remains to be seen. But they established that like right from the beginning of the episode, because you've got the neighbor just hacksawing straight through a brick wall and just being like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm totally, I'm just totally cutting a wall. Uh Uh, So what you do in vision, you know? Yeah, and it was just, and also I think the way the the other neighbor, I can't think of her name, but you know, she's like, you know, trying to warn them off, Monica, but also trying not to say anything. And then it was like weird. Um, I definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed this episode much more. I it ended, and I'm, I can't. I mean, I was this thing of waiting for next week, of going, you know, we're at the halfway point next week. I have to see. Oh, yeah, would that be halfway it, point? Yeah, uh, episode four. Nine, so nine, yeah, yeah. Nine episodes. Yeah. So it's 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 building. 
Um, it's funny seeing a lot of, you know, the reactions and stuff. Um, the reactions last week from the, there was a big chunk of people that just over this last week, there's been a real kind, especially in our Facebook group, less so seen it less on Twitter and in the comments, but in our Facebook group, I mean, we've got like 155,000 members. So we're seeing a lot of voices there and there's a real shift between really liking it and understanding that something's going on and something's building and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a load of people going, I hate it. I don't like it. This isn't Marvel. And people, and then kind of people taking the mick out of them going, just because it's not got big explosions and stuff, you, you don't like what the subtlety and all the rest of it. I had a few people contact us as well, sort of saying, you know, they were surprised that we were a bit lukewarm to it. And as they're like, I was like, well, I wasn't really lukewarm to it, but we, we weren't gushing over it. And I think that was the difference. We were being a little bit more um, like, well, yeah, okay, it wasn't quite I- what we expected. Yeah. I think that a lot of times it can, our impressions can come across, not necessarily how they're supposed to, because I'm actually very positive on the yeah. episodes, but we spent the majority of the episode yeah. or of our episode uh, going, these are the parts I didn't like. These are yeah. what I had wished they had done. And I can see how that that would yeah. be perceived as, oh, they, they didn't like the episode or they're, they're lukewarm on it. And I was like, no, actually I did yeah. like it quite a bit. I just wish that we had more of what is in this episode in those yeah. episodes. So, it's again, I feel like in this episode, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, it's like even like trying to say about, I don't, I didn't feel like I've got anything here where I'm going, I didn't like this, I didn't like that, I didn't, I, I don't feel like any of that in this episode. And it's kind of, there, and that's a difference for me of just like the three episodes I've seen so far. There was, this was just a, such a massive improvement for me in how it was done, how it was presented. I didn't, the whole comedy sitcom vibe thing i understand what they're going for and i understand what they're trying to do and i and i get the little hints and all the little bits and pieces but it was just such a better episode and i and i am completely in agreement with you know it's like i'm in that zone i've got yeah i'm in i'm really enjoying this i really want to see where this goes can't wait till friday morning to watch it to watch the next episode and I feel in a much more positive place. I wouldn't say I was even ne- I wasn't even negative last week. It was just like, cool. I really want to see where it goes. I want to see what it does. But it wasn't quite hitting what I was expecting. Was this this episode felt more like what I was expecting? A little bit more. We needed more of it. Yeah, and there were more obvious events going on in this episode where you're like, I don't really know what's going on at this point. Um, and it'll make sense later. Like the, the crane, or sorry, the stork that was wandering around. And like, okay, there's a stork. Obviously, it got magicked in, but she can't magic it out now, even though she can adjust every other thing. Yeah. The stork appears to be immune for some reason. What's going on there? Is there something significant here? But then the stork was also sentient enough or aware enough to to like blend into the mural. Yeah. Like, what? It's not an accident. It's obvious it's not an accident. There is something significant about this. Well, obviously, but, the, 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 crane is bring, the crane is bringing the, bringing the babies. That was. Oh, I, I got that much. I got that much. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like, obviously, the Dumbo reference. On the re- and I, it was a fact that it, they, she couldn't get rid of it, and it was coming, and it was maybe along the lines of she needed Foxy to be there. To, and obviously, but it's like, you know, the things like the, the, the pictures spinning on the walls and, you know, the... Her, that kind of that whole feeling of it was just like okay the whole speed and like vision just going but but it's you know it's only been like 12 hours with everything's moving way too fast you know that that was kind of they didn't mean pull any punches on how fast and they were kind of they turned that into the part of the storyline 
Yeah. And also the fact that the doctor kind of just took it in stride that the vision, yeah. <laughs> that vision's like that. And also we flew here. <laughs> we flew here. And then also I saw this woman and she was four months pregnant, uh, like four hours ago. And now she's giving birth <laughs> to twins. Uh, so earlier I said like, hey, he seems like he's probably, you know, captured in it and he's not aware of what's going on. But at the same time going, uh, this is weird. Why are you not reacting that this is extremely weird? Yeah. yeah. No, but it's, I get it. I, a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's like, it's so funny of like that whole feeling of feeling so different to when we were getting like the Mandalorian episodes. It's like in a completely different vibe, different way of doing it. And I am really just, you know, when we looked again at the upcoming February list, it looks a little bit weak, but when you're thinking you're getting a, an episode of WandaVision a week, this is why the weekly drop works. I know a lot of people go, oh, 20 minutes, you could drop the whole lot in one go and we could watch the whole lot. That's, it's not a movie. That's the point of the series is to do this. I was also thinking that WandaVision in particular benefits from the weekly drops rather than yeah. the, the binge drop because you really do need to spend time thinking about the episodes, mm. even if it's just passively, like you're, you're yeah. doing your work and, oh, what was the thing with the stork? Uh, you know, let it marinate a little bit. Whereas if you're binging it and you're watching the whole thing all in one go, the details kind of fudge together and, well, and the mystery aspect isn't quite as in, as uh, you're gonna think of it as, The way I look at it, it was like, if this was a movie, if this was one division, the movie, and it was a three hour movie, cause it had to have had some cuts. It couldn't be six hours. These are the scenes that we would probably have it in a montage at the beginning in a matter of like five to 10 minutes, maybe less, where, you know, one minute she's black and white and then it would flip to color. And then, you know, they wouldn't have any of the interaction with the other people. The babies would have just popped out, been done and gone. And you would, and it wouldn't have that time to build on it. To, and like you say, we've had an hour a week to marinate on where they are. What are they doing? What are, when it's a movie, you might have only had five minutes, two minutes to, to do that and you wouldn't and it would have been fed to you so quickly because you'd had to keep up we've all had so much more marinating time and now there's the big difference with tv series and the wide i know you know a lot of people going about the binge drop and the netflix system and all the rest of it's like it has benefits and it has negatives so you're fans of it and not fans of it um there are there are positives and negatives to doing both you know if you want to buy, binge them all, you know, next month or, you know, in March, you can drop in and get all of Falcon and get all of WandaVision and you're set to go. But I do like the weekly drop. I think it helps keep people on track. It keeps people on, you know, there's no like this thing of like, well, I, well, I already know what's happened because I've already seen all nine episodes. Oh, you're on only episode two. Oh, it'll get better. You know, everyone is having to be forced into keeping on track. And I think it, keeps just keeps momentum building and i think we're, it's only going to get bigger as we get more into the marvel bit and just speaking from personal experience too i know that um i've had conversations with co-workers uh either in group chats or, or individually where people who watched the mandalorian and they're like mm. oh man did you see that episode that was fantastic and then the you, you say oh this this was great and that was great and then the conversation's over um for WandaVision, we'll have back and forth. Like, so what do you think that means? Why, why was there a red dot in the first advertisement, you know, in the, the Stark toaster or whatever it was? And what does that mean? And, and it's coming both from people who, who know the Marvel version of the story, who know uh, Wanda and, and the Vision, and they know the kids and yeah. uh, all these characters around them. And also from people who are like, I, my only experience with Marvel is the movies. 
Uh, and so what, what's going on here? And, and it's driving that water cooler discussion, uh, which is what Disney wants, but it, it's doing it even more effectively than Mandalorian was because you have things that you need to talk out mm-hmm. and kind of, uh, well, I understood it this way. You understand it that way. Or I noticed this detail and you noticed that detail, which I missed kind of thing. Well, it's funny because it's like this whole like, mind-walking thing. Because I remember reading um, an X-Men comic a while ago and it had like Jean Grey and she was in a restaurant and she'd like contr- I'd made this whole little world around her in this little bubble and was protecting herself as the, the phoenix. You know, and it's like, it's not something new that they've done. And But if you're never a comic reader, you wouldn't understand all this and... I do think it does help, but it is confusing when, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be so different to this. But this is where the the genres is what Marvel are doing so much better in that, you know, making things different, making it not all the same. It's not the Arrowverse where it's Monster of the Week, week in, week out for every single show, and there's no variety between it. One division is going to be so different to Loki, and it'll be different to Falcon. Although I am expecting Loki to be trippy as well, but in different ways. Well, yeah, we're going to get the time travel aspect to it. So it's all going to get... Yeah. Uh, you but, know. Then, but then Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be more Mandalorian in style, pr- probably, where it's going to be big action set pieces. and, and... But I think that'd be more like the, the spy drama. The right. Winter Soldier was so different to you know everything else. But Falcon, on the other hand, is a very out there character you know he, he's wearing a bright red costume now he's going to be wearing a he's going to have the captain america shield and all this stuff he, he's not exactly stealthy mm-hmm. uh so we'll, we'll see how that goes but point being we have a different expectation of the discussions that we will have about falcon and the winter soldier than we are mm-hmm. about wandavision and that is the strength if if wandavision is not your thing you don't like trippy you don't like mind bending wait a couple of weeks and you've, you've got the big action explosions coming up. You've got the time travel coming up. You've got the what if coming up. Marvel really is hitting all the different, mm. different ways they can tell stories. Yeah. It's going to be one heck of a year. So on that note, guys, we'd love to know your thoughts on this episode of WandaVision and everything else that's coming up in February. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Remember as well, you can go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com to keep up with all the latest. Make sure you favorite, bookmark, whatever you do, keep up with everything there. You can subscribe on audio platforms. You can find us on YouTube as well. And obviously as well, a huge thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel membership. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. There will be a new uh, review episode going up tomorrow with me and Jeremy. Um, I think it's... I can't remember if it's uh, I think it might be Coco or the Wolverine one of the two they'll be up over the next two weeks and I don't know we'll be back I'm soon. finding out at the same time as everyone else <laughs> and we'll see you guys soon laters